We're ready to party. Ready. Ready. Okay. As ever. Yeah. Welcome aboard the Little Red Bandwagon, the sometimes twice weekly show inspired by the show Too Beautiful to Live. I'm Hillary H. Baum Garrett Livingston Butler coming to you from the Middle Aged Mama Studios in Austin, Texas. Uh, joining me today it is the Coven, the Witches, the whatever we're named, all of us ladies of LRB. Um, from the Stick of Butter Studios in New Brighton, Minnesota, it's the Arbiter of Minnesota Nice. Anne with a plan, Lund home. Hi, Anne. <laughs> good morning, Hillary. <laughs> uh, good morning. Um, and from the home sweet home studios in the North Rosedale Park neighborhood of Detroit, Michigan, where luckily Tom Hanks no longer resides, it's Meredith the MVH Van Harn. Hi, Meredith. <laughs> good morning. I'm declaring victory. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Get out of here, Hanks. Um, as usual, we'll go through some LRB business, tackle this week's TBTL hot topics, which there were bizarre and not a ton but we'll go through them uh do some housekeeping and finally tell y'all how to get involved and with that and my man get us into the business oh well the important business is that we put out a final friday show this yes. past week it was an apa and ask phyllis anything the triumphant return of phyllis fletch fletcher to the lrb airwaves and she was taking your questions. And it was a great conversation. She talked a lot about uh, how she made the decision to transition back from NPR into a more of a straight up editing role at APM Podcasts and her life plan and the things that she's proud of in her life. And it was a super fun conversation. And Phyllis is never boring. No. So if you haven't listened to that, please do yeah it was really really good and i i i always listen to lrb i really do <laughs> unlike jeremy um but i do always <laughs> i do always listen to it but i was like enthralled because our, she's a really good speaker and mm-hmm. she's inspiring in a lot of ways because i don't i'm such a terrible planner like long term planner and it's really cool to see how somebody else does it because I'm not good at it and I want to be better at it honestly Phyllis could start one of those like Dave Ramsey kind of things where she charges some money for <laughs> she could be a life coach like four thousand dollars <laughs> but I feel like actually life coaches are pretty much the people that like should not like their lives are like falling apart at the seams but Phyllis has her shit together so yeah she, she does my mom she used to, do. her favorite thing was do as I say, not as I do. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, for sure. So, but I think Phyllis, uh, you know, she talks a talk and walks a walk. Yeah, she does. She really yep. does. So thankful to have Phyllis back. She makes everything better. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about some personal business. <laughs> Hillary, you've got big plans. I do. I'm going to brunch today. <laughs> and I'm going swimming, which I can't even believe it's here. I This is... Yesterday was beautiful. The past week has been really nice. Well, it did rain, but like it's been really, the weather has been really good, but I can feel summer creeping on. You know how like, it's just the opposite of you guys. Like, like you have a really lovely summer and then slowly in September and October, you just feel it kind of like it's coming. It's, it's ominous. Coming. I mean, I yes. remember from being in Dallas, it was the same yeah. way. It's like, oh, it's going to right. be this for six more months. <laughs> right now it's so beautiful and it's just it's going to be so hot. I can yeah. feel it. Yesterday we were cleaning out the garage and I looked at poor Dave. I mean, we, I was upstairs. Dave was in the kids. Room. <laughs> 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 um, and then he came and he was just like in a full sweat. I'm like, it wasn't, it was 80 or 85 maybe yesterday, but it's, it's coming. So anyway, I'm going swimming today. So pray for me because my body is uh, very pale. So it'll be interesting to see how that works out, but I'm, I'm excited and I'm ready and, you know, if y'all want to come down for the summer, we've got a pool in our neighborhood. Y'all are all welcome. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, that, that that's the big news around LRB parts uh, these days. Except that we do need an update from Meredith oh. on the menagerie 
of kittens inspired by kittens <laughs> i went to grand rapids last weekend for easter um we went out to belmont michigan for my stepbrother's son's birthday party he turned three and um i wasn't going to talk about this but i guess why not they're at the center of the pfos contamination business um they live uh, right in the area where wolverine worldwide has been dumping um flame retardant and and scotch guard chemicals into the ground and they have well water and their son jack who's now three has been exposed to pfos his entire life including when he was in the womb and luckily he's a happy healthy little kid for the most part but he has some problems with like his his immune system like his immunizations don't take very well he has to get boosters all the time and he's only three and he gets ear infections constantly i mean kids get that but he seems to have a high you know number of these sort of things and so they're involved in a huge class action lawsuit about it and when we were at the party um there was a, a news crew there from japan doing a story Whoa. about pfas Dang. yeah it's like the japanese equivalent to pbs and so there were three people there with cameras and their american translator um and they just wanted shots of like a happy little jack having his birthday party um so that was actually kind of fun they gave him a stuffed pikachu from japan um they're very very sweet and gracious it was it was pretty cool to see so but then the real fun part i mean come on is uh after the party um my sister and I went to visit the garage kittens at their foster home. <laughs> and I'm calling them that because they were literally born in a garage. And the, the foster mom has a um, one stall garage. Um, she parks in one and the other stall. She's converted to a kitten room. So they've just spent their whole lives in garages. <laughs> but they're perfectly happy and healthy. They're doing great. Um, they're going to be ready for adoption pretty soon. And my sister, um, she was resisting and resisting, but she's going to adopt one. So I'm she was very, powerless. yeah, I'm very excited about that. And if anybody is in the area, they're going to be up for adoption from Harbor Humane Society, which is in, I think, West Olive, Michigan, near the, near Lake Michigan. Um, and they'll be up pretty soon and you just have to apply through their website. Um, and I'm sure that I'm sure I'll post the pictures on my Facebook page once they get them, but they are doing awesome. They're super friendly. Okay. The moms were, you know, they were very skittish. Um, they didn't want to even come near me when they were living next door in my garage, in the neighbor's garage, but they were letting me pet them. Um, they were not running away. It was like, they kind of have calmed down a lot and are chilling out. And I think they could be adopted into a quiet home together. They're definitely bonded to each other. Mm. The moms are, so they, I think they would need to go together, but I'm really, cause I was worried that they were maybe too feral to be adopted. Yeah. But I think if they found the right home, they could absolutely be, uh, indoor kitties. So I'm very happy about this. You did it. You're like the Mother Teresa. <laughs> you are. So many kittens. I mean, it still blows my mind that there are 10 of them. I still can't uh-huh. believe it. <laughs> I have to admit something that I'm like, this is really hard for me. I'm a dog person. I come from a dog family, but I've become kitten curious lately. Mm. Um, and I don't know how to handle those feelings because the thing is about dogs is that they are awesome but they require a lot of attention and time and presence yep uh and i have been wanting a pet ever since uh baby d died um and i but like racing home to let a dog out like in austin traffic with the kids or like before we go you know, if we're going out to dinner or whatever, that was always my thing. Like, we can't just get the kids and go to dinner. We have to stop my home and let Duchess out and right. take her for a walk. Which, of course, like, we have to. But it's not like I didn't... It was just another thing. It was another thing to take care of. And she... It felt, uh, like, more like a child. Like, we gotta make sure... Whatever. You know what I'm saying. Absolutely. Um, a cat seems, like, a slightly less uh, labor-intensive, It's maybe. a ton I, less labor-intensive. <laughs> Let me tell you. I mean, there is a possibility of me taking Eddie. um, And I'm, I'm, I mean, I love him. I just, I'm glad that I didn't because it was a huge um, stress in my life. Like you said, you know, managing it and he couldn't be alone for very long either. Like I couldn't leave him home all day. He could be alone for four hours and that makes things a lot more difficult. And literally with cats, they don't give a shit, especially if you're free feeding them, (laughs) you can just dump some food in a bowl and leave them for two days. Yeah. Um, Yeah. You know, it's like. I can't because mine are too food greedy. I have to feed them twice a day in distinct times. But like for most cats, 
it's so low maintenance. You got to scoop their litter, and that's not fun. But you can make your kids no. do that too. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> not my job. I'm not doing that. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I know. I'm. I'm definitely. I'm inching towards there. I'm allergic to cats, but I'm also allergic to dogs. So whatever. It's uh, Bridget's very concerned. She's like, "You're allergic." I'm like, <laughs> it's not like I come into a room with a cat and I start sneezing. It's I mean, just you a- can acclimate to a certain cat. Exactly. Too. Exactly. Exactly. So you can get hypoallergenic cats as yeah. well. I have a coworker who has twin 14-year-old daughters, and one is allergic to cats, and the other one desperately wanted cats. And so they got these long-haired, I forget what the breed was. I mean, it means you can't get a shelter cat. You have to go to a breeder, but, you know, that was the only way they were going to do it. And it seems to have worked out really well. Yeah, we'll we'll see. Stay tuned. Maybe Mm. I'll go up to Grand Grand Rapids, get a garage kitten. (laughs) That's the ticket. That's the simplest plan yeah. for sure. <laughs> There's probably no kittens in Texas. So actually, you know what I just saw? Sorry, this is a side note for like those who lived in the eighties. I don't know why this passed through my like social media channels, but did y'all ever watch Who's the Boss? Oh yeah. Okay. Did you know- we watch Who's the Boss? <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> you know Jonathan, the son? Uh-huh. Danny Pinataro, I think is his mm-hmm. name. He like w- it lives in Austin, and he works at Austin Pets Alive as like a cat wrangler. And I'm what? like, what if I went? <laughs> no, what if I? <laughs> Maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll go visit them and be like, Jonathan, I love you. <laughs> Just be like, I need first time cat parent advice, and I'm sure he's yes. thrilled yeah. to talk to you. <laughs> I need to work with you closely. Yeah, can I have your number in case I have questions when I get home? <laughs> Still in touch with Tony Danza? <laughs> Mona just died. I love that show so oh. much. It was such a good show. Yeah. yeah, it really wasn't a good show, but I loved it so much. Me and well, I was like Shonda eight, and I thought it was good. <laughs> All right. Well, stay tuned for that update. That that could be interesting. An interesting yes. scenario. Let's do a couple of throw your phones before we get into the meat of the show. Megan poses a very interesting question. She says, "Gang." What can we do to make sure we get some photos of the Australia adventure? (laughs) Andrew is clearly the photographer of the crew, but he likes photos of a discarded Pez dispenser, (laughs) geometric patterns, or shadows. Luke's going to be too busy crying at kangaroos to snap a photo. (laughs) The imagery is so great. And if he does take one, he'll never remember to share it. I just want some photos of the charismatic megafauna hanging out near National Highway 87. Is charismatic a euphemism for deadly? <laughs> I don't know. It's true. Every time I, every time Andrew posts something on Instagram, I'm like, what is that? And what is he doing? We've talked before that he is really a good photographer, but yeah, his subjects do get to be head scratchers yeah. sometimes. I like it when there's p- people in his pictures, yes. you know? He takes yeah. great pictures of, of Genevieve and his friends and stuff, but he just doesn't yes. do it that often. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know, Megan. I think this may be something that we're just going to have to accept. No. There's always Google. <laughs> I, Luke will take pictures on his runs, I bet. He did that in Marfa. Did he? Yeah. Yeah. And there was that did, like, a video drone thing, remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Although I'm sure he didn't have anything to do with that. No, that was their 10 friend that yeah. lives in, in Marfa. Marfa. I forgot what her name mm-hmm. is. Um, I, I mean, I'm still not thrilled about these ideas of Luke going for a jog in the outback. I'm not thrilled about the whole thing. I think it's going to be a <laughs> disaster. <laughs> well, wait and see. Um, the other throw your phone I'm going to do now from Justina. Um, it is... Uh, specific to the week but it was such a small moment that we won't talk about it in the the recap but uh, they were talking about alternate careers and Andrew had said if he didn't go into radio he might have been uh, an English teacher and Justina says the guy who says bohemoth was thinking about (laughs) being an English teacher I love it Well, and also, you know, on this topic, he he always says that he would be he wanted to be like a hotel front desk person or, you know, clean up at the movie theater. (laughs) Those are his jobs that he wants. He doesn't want to be an English teacher. I think he could have been a pretty good teacher. I mean, yes, he would have been sort of like gruff and a little bit cranky, but the students would know that he really cared underneath it all. I see him as more of a history teacher. Oh, that could be good. Like patches on his elbows. 
100%. smoking a pipe. Yep. Mr. Walsh. Yeah. God, Mr. Walsh was crabby today. <laughs> <laughs> Cranky Andy strikes again. Every day. <laughs> All right. More throw your phones coming up. Boy, we had a good crop of them this week. Yes, we did. But let's go into TBTL topics. I will start with Into the Wild. I guess we should mention for context for non-TBTL listeners that they are in St. Paul this week at the APM Mothership. Wait, can I ask a dumb question? Yeah. Sorry. How far, I meant to ask this actually offline, but here we go. How far is St. Paul from from Minneapolis? What's the... They're next to each other. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Downtown Minneapolis to downtown St. Paul is 15 minutes on the highway. Wow. Really? Yeah. Uh, Because the closest... That I think of is is Dallas and Fort Worth, but that they're like literally that's an a good, hour from yeah. Me. It's a good. Drive. It's a yeah. It's a really good drive. So I was thinking it was farther, but wow. All right. Yeah. No, I'm technically a suburb of St. Paul, but I can be in either downtown in the same amount of time. So cool. I, it's weird to me that they say we're in St. Paul because nobody says it like that here. You would be like, I'm in the Twin Cities. It's like yeah. one. Unit. You're in both at the same time. Yeah, yeah, really. I mean, there are some like St. Paul diehards that would get mad if you didn't give them their due since it's a much smaller city than Minneapolis. But for most of us, we're just like, yeah, the cities. Mm-hmm. So mm. they right. kept saying St. Paul, St. Paul, St. Paul. I was like, that's weird. But anyway, so they are bumming around St. Paul for this week. And on one of his morning, early morning jogs, uh, Luke had a literal run-in with a flock of wild turkeys. <laughs> and it's a whole story about how he was running down by the Mississippi River, and there was a group of five wild turkeys. And he said um, he was, you know, really unsure because he's never been up close to a turkey in the wild, and he could tell that they were more nervous of him than he was of them. But he was still wanted to go out of his way, and I was like, "Oh no, Luke." Those wild turkeys are not nervous. Those wild turkeys will go after you. He showed a very good judgment by giving them a wide berth. They're all over the place here. I don't know how territorial wild turkeys are, but there's a group of a flock, a mini flock of five that like lives in the, um, you do a cloverleaf lap, I guess, to get off the highway to my parents' house. And there's a flock of five of them that like lives in the middle of that clover leaf. But you'll see them, I mean, a few miles out from there in any direction. I think it's the same flock. And I would never approach them because they'll definitely go for you. That's interesting. So my mom lives in kind of a, 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 a wooded area and um, she actually lives near where the DeVos clan is from. Oh. <laughs> um, but there's a lot of woods, well, until the, it all gets developed. But for now, there are some woods there. And there's a lot. Of, there's always deer and turkeys in their yard. And the turkeys are dumb as sin. They are so oh, yeah. dumb. <laughs> and But I've never been like, I don't approach them because they just run away when like when you drive up. But I've never been afraid of them. Like they just are, I've seen them like try to get... Um, from one side of a fence to the other and it's just a section of fence and they'll run from one side of it to the other without going past it. <laughs> like, Oh my God, you guys, how stupid are you? Um, and I've, I've never felt threatened by them, but the deer, um, like if you're out at dawn or dusk, uh, you could turn around and there could be a, a buck behind standing behind you snorting. Now that is terrifying. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, and, and the deer here are very skittish. Yes. And they'll, they'll get away quick. I don't know. Maybe it comes down to those urban turkeys. Yeah. That like smoke cigarettes and wear leather jackets <laughs> right. and yeah. stuff. Yeah, they're yeah. the ones. <laughs> but Live on the every highway. once in a while, <laughs> every once in a while, there will be a local news story. Well, we'll talk more about local turkey <laughs> news stories. But there'll be a story of like a turkey that's uh, claimed a neighborhood and is uh, like menacing the kids and the oh, pets. Yeah. Like won't let the mail carrier deliver the mail. <laughs> yep. Or or somebody needs to go somewhere and they'll come out and there'll be like a turkey on the hood of their car. Right. And they're like, well, yes. is this like a now Martin what? Scorsese film? It's like, <laughs> <laughs> this is my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there was a whole uh, segment that, talking about jogging down by the river and how pretty it was and and he didn't realize for a long time that the river is actually flooded and what he thought was actually part of the river was a flooded out 
uh, like picnic area and all the picnic benches and stuff were underwater. And, he, and they were talking about, oh, this is something that happens all the time. Well, I mean, it's not unheard of, Luke, but we don't get that much flooding in St. Paul. This is pretty bad. So yeah, we're having a lot of that too. I went for a bike ride the other day in a, in a park and all the ben- park benches were half underwater. It was actually kind of funny looking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't think it was dangerous. I think it was just, you know, everything's melted. Right. Yeah. I think we're at the point we're mostly past the danger point, maybe some like more Northern further upstream. Yeah. Uh, places might still have a little danger left, but for the most part, I think Castle everything's danger calmed left. down. Yep. <laughs> Um, so I guess we can go straight into turkey part two, as they (laughs) talked about wild turkeys throughout the week, uh, on the follow-up story later, uh, they got a hold of a local TV report from NBC affiliate care 11. It's not K A R E. We just say care 11 and about a wild turkey in Stillwater, which is, um, a border town for, for Minnesota and Wisconsin. It's beautiful. It's beautiful still water, but a turkey kamikaze through a window and killed itself. Yeesh. And uh, the story itself was marginally interesting, but what the guys were into or not into, as the case may be, was the way that the reporter tried to jazz up the story and Ugh. pun it up. It was so painful. <laughs> it, they played so- it so much and it was so bad that I started to laugh out loud in my car by myself <laughs> uh-huh and they talked a lot about how the problem with the internet is that now everybody wants everything to go viral and so they're they're trying to doctor up or spice up tv pieces so that they'll go viral i don't uh, know that i necessarily agree no. that that was the goal i don't either i think they were trying to be funny for real yeah yep it wasn't yeah, it wasn't wild enough to go viral and it wasn't funny enough to actually be funny. It just missed the mark entirely. <laughs> and also because they they're having to produce so much in such a short amount of time. I mean, of course, I'm sure there's some part of you know, a local news thing that wants to go viral at some point, but they're just like churning stuff out. So they're yeah. not like methodically thinking, "Oh, we really want well, this to go viral." Well, and the best minds in comedy writing are not at the local news. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> What? what do you expect? <laughs> they're always going to be dumb and cheeky and not funny yes. when they're yeah. trying to be. It's always the case. It always has been. Yep. Always will be. Yep. It's not worth getting a bee in your bonnet. Nope. No. About a local TV feature that's trying too hard. It's okay. Oh, we got a couple of turkey related throw your phones from Justina. Who celebrates, I'm finally caught up on TVTL, so I can finally share with you, not a throw my phone exactly, but a roll my eyes real hard (laughs) over the wild turkey ignorance level. It's a little bit of an overreaction because turkeys are rare in Washington State, but my tolerance is low after cassowary talk. (laughs) Fair. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) My fear level would be cassowaries at the top. Turkey is somewhere below that. Yes. Um, And... This made me laugh from Noah. No, Andrew, a flying projectile is not redundant. Turkeys are not projectiles (laughs) unless you put a frozen one in a trebuchet or something goes seriously wrong when deep fat frying one. They are self-propelled and not launched by external force. I love the physics lesson. (laughs) Thanks, Noah. All right. Uh, now turkey talk is over. Um, <laughs> um, a next turkey topic. talk is never over, Hillary. It's never. I know. I'm so sorry. Always it's time like... to talk turkey. <laughs> um, how do these two survive in the world? Which is this one. <laughs> we got an astounding number of throw your friends for this one. But okay. So the topic is Luke sat next to an Indian immigrant on a flight um, who was conservative on immigration. So that was interesting in itself because. I find that a lot of immigrants that I've met throughout the years tend to be more conservative mm-hmm. because they've come through the quote unquote correct way, which right. is really hard work. Like I'm not taking that from them. That is, you know, they went through it and it's expensive and it's time consuming and it's a lot. So a lot of them, you know, you, you have that mentality of like, 
I, I got here, why, you know, why, and I suffered and had to do through, you know, go through all of this. Then Yeah, I follow the rules. Why yes. can't you? Yes. And I'm finding that a little bit now um, in reading kind of on Twitter and stuff with Elizabeth Warren's um, plan to uh, forgive some college debt people are saying like I you know I didn't go to an expensive college or you know I like la 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 I paid my way I paid off my loans and Mm. I you know I I know and it's I kind of feel the same way it's well it's not the same exact thing but it's like if you went through it you kind of want other people to have to go through it a little bit and don't understand you know why somebody else should get a free ride honestly I mean I am like the whitest bread girl in the world so I have nowhere to talk about this I think it's really nuanced and I think everybody should be heard on immigration stuff but I I I don't know well the difference with this is that they I mean these are asylum seekers right yes they are following the law it's not illegal to seek asylum and it's not illegal to go to the border that's what irritated me about this conversation it's like you're talking about apples and oranges here exactly and I'm assuming since Luke said this was sort of a conservative guy that he's getting his news about immigration through a more conservative source, yeah. Fox News, maybe. Yeah. And so they're portraying it in a way that's like, all oh, these people are flooding through and, you know, they're uh, these rapists are coming through and staying, which is really not the case for the most part. So I, and also, you know, Luke doesn't think about this that he he's started to think about it but he is like a white guy so how i don't know i just feel like people react to him differently so this guy's gonna say the more conservative thing because they think oh this is like some white dude probably uh listening to it so the guy feels safe saying you know you you know you should go through the right channel that is a really interesting phenomenon i've found where white people will assume that i share their views yes on especially race Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, and I'm like, no, you know, it's crazy that you you feel safe saying this to me, but I'm going to disagree with you there, bud. Um, And they just say it so cavalier, like, hey, we all know what's going on here. You're like, wink, wink. Nope. Wink, wink. Come on. Fuck off. We don't. Yeah. Uh, No, I mean, it's it's touchy. And and obviously, we're like three white ladies talking about immigration. So that's I have I have no knowledge of it really firsthand. But um, but. It was interesting, but the more important thing that they talked about, this is really how do these two survive in the world? Luke and, Luke and Andrew did not know that selective service is a thing. A mandatory thing for all, well, for all men. Men. Super right. weird. And wasn't it, I'm fuzzy on this conversation now, but wasn't the way that it came up was this Indian man was telling Luke that one of the conditions of his yes. citizenship was that he had to yes. sign up for a selective, selective service, service so that he could be called up for military duty. Yeah. And Luke was like, oh, my God, could look you? at what these immigrants have to agree to do <laughs> to get citizenship. <laughs> which which actually I'm like, did you sign up? Don't you have to sign up for it? Isn't it like a legal thing that you have to did he sign up for it did he skip it it would not surprise me if he just didn't I mean I think they I don't you know I didn't go through it but I remember my brother um getting a sign up and then Gillette sent him a free razor in the mail (laughs) Jesus (laughs) you're a man man now now. yep (laughs) and I was like Gillette knows that you're 18 that's weird I do remember when we were all you know seniors in high school and turning 18 and the guys had to sign up for it I do remember thinking what a weird thing that you had that y'all have to do I thought it was weird that I didn't have to I asked my mom and she was like no you don't and I was like why she said because you're a girl and I was like so it's that's super unfair (laughs) well and that was also always like when people would say oh you're a feminist do you want to sign up for this and I'm like if I like yeah, yeah I, I mean, I don't equal rights, go to war, equal responsibilities. But... No one wants yeah. to. Well, some people I'll do, but I sure as hell don't want to. But you know, if that's the price you pay for equality, fine. And also, we don't have a draft anymore, so right. like, it's not gonna happen. It's so it is really weird, and it is truly bizarre that both of them, like, it didn't ring a bell at all because both yeah. of them, like nothing, like nothing, no recollection. No, I wonder um, if their parents. Well, Luke's parents wouldn't have done it for him. Andrew, no, there's no way. Andrew's parents might have. I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah, I could see Luke just never bothering to fill out the form. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. But for I can't sure. see that for Andrew. Would he be Luke Kelly or would he be Luke Burbank? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Who is he? Um, all right. So obviously we got quite a few throw your phones. They were like almost automatic. I mean, I love you guys. I'm sure you paused it and were like, 
It was so funny. They just rolled in. I was like, whoa, this is a hot topic. All right. First uh, is listener Mackenzie. I was going to let Andrew's tip entitlement go. You are not paying for anything. Well, this is about something previous. You're not paying for anything when you tip, and it bears no relation to the effort involved. But then... Luke is shocked about the selective service registration when I guarantee that he himself registered. Apparently, no. he had, yeah, mm. TBD. Apparently, he had no idea that it meant he could be drafted. I just can't imagine the level of cluelessness that accompanies the complete lack of awareness. Yes, you dummies, you might have been called upon to fight or consciously, conscious. I can't say conscientiously. <laughs> yes, thank you. Object and serve in other ways. That's what that means. And then listener Catherine says, how the heck do these guys not know how selective service works? I'm not a guy, clearly, but I thought all males between 18 and 30 had to register. So they had to do it at some two at some point. Sigh. Uh, And then Cloyan said, hey, Luke, selective service is a thing that all American men have to sign up for when they turn 18, not just immigrants. Hopefully you did, too. Mm. (laughs) Again, TBD. Mm-hmm. I I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't sign up. But but that's the. Do, do they find you? The other thing is that I did go to the uh, sss.gov, the Selective Service System, just to see, <laughs> uh, and there are penalties for not registering, including you are not eligible for any federal student loans. Oh. I assume that Luke had to have some like a. FAFSA yeah. or a Pell Grant or Absolutely. something Absolutely. to go to college. Also, you can go to jail for five years and you can be fined for, I think, uh, $250,000. Wow. They find out that you didn't register. I mean, you guys, not us. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> you can pay us less. We don't have to go sign up for the draft. <laughs> yeah, I'll take like, what, like a million dollars less over the course yeah. of my lifetime so I don't have to go sign a piece of paper when I was 18 years old at school. Um, yeah. I don't know. Andrew's such like a, I don't know, sometimes so involved. It's, I don't know what they thought of it. This is the only thing I'll, th- I'll say that maybe they were thinking how it was in like, how it is in Israel where everybody is compelled to actually serve. serve yeah. Or I think they have to do it in like, Switzerland or a lot or of countries do yeah. Switzerland Norway I know I know in Cyprus they do so I don't maybe that they're thinking that if you if you're an immigrant then you have to sign up and actually start well I mean that would be stupid if they thought that but maybe that's what he was thinking that it was more actually serving and not just signing a piece of paper and sending it back in I don't know but yeah that's silly 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 but you know these guys yep these guys. Is that going to be our new tagline on Hellerby? These, These guys. guys. <laughs> it works in so many tones of voice, too. <laughs> These guys. You're like, you're like doing a thumb over like these guys. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. Um, I'm going to continue on with the self-actualization chronicles, a.k.a. with I an asshole. And most likely you were. Luke got pizza because apparently that's what he does when he goes. He gets a. 12 a.m. pizza. I mean, and that just seems like a a lot of food right before you go to bed. I mean, do what you want with yeah. your body, but that's a lot. And I would I would feel like I should eat a lot of it because I just probably paid, you know, $40 for a pizza delivered to my hotel. But well, the thing know. with that yeah. is like you may or may not have a fridge that's empty or yeah. full of stuff you can't touch. And so what are you going to do with the rest of it? You just have to eat it all. Eat it all right before bed. Good idea. There has to be a 7-Eleven or something somewhere. That's why I never order pizza. I I live literally two blocks from a Domino's and I've never had pizza (laughs) delivered because I'm like, I can't have a whole pizza here. A whole hot pizza? No. That's not going to work. Gone. (laughs) Gone. So uh, this is, this is so, so Luke thought the pizza delivery guy was, (laughs) I love dicking him around so he. Because he didn't come to the hotel or said he like couldn't come to his actual room. So he tipped him less and felt guilty when he found out he was wrong. It's so, I don't know. I I would never expect a delivery person to come to my hotel room. First of all, I wouldn't want them to. I don't know if that's like being a woman or something. I wouldn't want them to because that's kind of creepy. Did he actually Um, not tip him very well? I thought he was planning. Like, I think he got pre-mad. 
Yes, because he had to go down to the lobby to meet him, he only took a $5 bill, uh, and he had been planning if the guy came up to his room to give him an extra dollar. So I mean, it's not like we're breaking the bank, but he just didn't take that extra dollar downstairs with him. That seems so yucky to me. That's like the person who sets $10 on the table and then takes one away every time the server fucks up. Ugh, mm-hmm. disgusting. Yeah. Um. I. I think it's. I, again. I just would never expect a, somebody. It's not safe for them. It's not safe for you. I think it's really, really weird. And you're going down an elevator. What, what the fuck? Put your shoes on and go down the elevator. Like I don't understand why that's so hard to Hillary, do. You know he's naked except for his tidy whiteies <laughs> in there. You're right. Wrap you're that so napkin right. towel around your waist and go downstairs. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's so weird. When I was in college, we used to order Papa John's because that was like, that was the popular, you know, pizza delivery, but they wouldn't deliver to the dorms. You had to go walk to the security gate and it was always like, oh, you know, we were probably not sober and it was like, who's going to walk to the, uh, and my school is not big, but it was like, who's going to walk to the gate to get the pizza? So the fact that they'll even deliver to the lobby of the hotel, I'm like, that's convenient. Just walk on down. Well, you know, what's weird mm-hmm. to me is, okay, pizza, he's, com- well, well, we'll get to the food talk later, but like they are advertising for DoorDash. Did they know they can get all sorts of things <laughs> delivered to them that are not pizza? Like he could get a Chipotle burrito bowl. Oh, but he my wants gosh. pizza. Mm. Well, Oh my god! I'm telling you, he welcomed carbs back into his life. Like <laughs> I know. They were a long oh, lost yeah. lover. They rushed right back in. <laughs> That's why he's like, meat is fine. I don't really need meat or booze, but I just like, need my carbs. All the carbs. Listen, I get it. Um, yep. but yeah, Luke, you were an asshole. That's you. That was a dick move. Don't do that again. Don't make people come to your hotel room. No, just go down there. Well, I guess we can move on to picky eating now then. Um, so the whole, like several times this week, they both complained that they couldn't find anything green in all of Minnesota. Um, nope. And they are just cheese curds, just cheese curds and pizza. Here. That's all there is. And, uh, and intelligently wrote in, in the notes when they're spending their time in food courts and bowling alleys. Of course, you're not going to get like a great, salad at a bowling alley you guys come on and this kind of offended my my midwestern pride a little bit because there's the the perception among some i guess that all we eat is like corn and cheese and mm-hmm. i mean that's a <laughs> casserole a large part of things but you know we do eat green things too sometimes we have wonderful we have a wonderful selection of produce um it was this was just irritating that they didn't uh, seem to make any attempts to kind of widen their their food horizon yeah. and then just complain about how bad they felt about eating cheese all the time. Right. And if they were out in a more rural part of the region, if they went to, I don't know, Menominee, Wisconsin or something, and they can't find a vegan restaurant, well, then, you know, that's what happens out there. But when you're in the capital city of a state and you're like, I had to eat these cheese curds. That's all on you, man. Well, when you're there, you do have to eat cheese curds, right? You do. Yeah. <laughs> you really do. Yeah. Good point. I, but I wouldn't eat bowling alley cheese curds. No. I know some good places for cheese there curds. There is a but... place on the way up to our cottage, speaking of family cabins, it's an Amish like stand, like a produce stand, and they sell the best cheese curds. And it's funny because that's not a super Michigan-y thing. Um, you don't see them everywhere here, but this is kind of like northwest Michigan, and it's definitely kind of it's it's becoming cheese curd country up there, and I love it. <laughs> spread the word, spread the cuisine. <laughs> so next up, I think is a uh, segment we're calling "Music for Your Over Analysis." Um, they talked about Lizzo this week, and I wanted this topic because I've been listening to the album nonstop. It really is great. Yes, she's awesome. J- the first song, which is the one I think they went out with um, one of those days, is a really great song, and there's several. That was so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, there's several. Um, she's wonderful, um, and they kind of lament that they didn't get her on the show when she before Ugh. she blew up this much. 
And like, or, yeah. I think Luke said that he didn't try hard enough. They didn't mm. try uh, they didn't all try at all. And they talked about no. it several times about how they're not going to try anymore. <laughs> so you can't really be bummed about that when you made a conscious decision to not try to do this anymore. See, this is what's so frustrating as they talk about, oh, we don't want to get like, we don't want to have to do that thing where we're trying for like big celebrities to interview. She was right there mm-hmm. for the, the, she was not that big. That that song was moderately big, but it was definitely bigger in certain circles. Lizzo would have been so easy to get as an interview and I'm sure would have been completely charming. Oh, yeah. She's not like the, she was not a huge celebrity. Now there's no way. The, mm-hmm. I mean, it's done. And they could have had like a hook in to having this person kind of uh, from, you know, early on. Like, this is the thing that frustrates me is, like, I think of Kumail and Hari and a couple other people that, you know, they'll be on the show because they were on it. Maybe not Kumail. He might be too big. But, like, they were on it when they were, before they were stars. And, you know, it was a really charming interview. It's when Luke's being really funny and they are vibing for whatever reason. I love it when they did that show's with them and they just were on the show with them the whole time. Yes. I loved and I, and that. it was, and I think of those people really warmly because I'm like, Oh, and I think of them connected to TBTL. It's like, Oh, I kind of knew them when, and you know, now they're these big stars and that's really cool. Um, and, you know, it shows that Luke has good taste in comedy and music or whatever. And they could have got her. And it's just like, they've given up anything. Mm-hmm. It's like only if somebody literally falls into their lap, like Nora, you know, who is, we'll talk about later, but like, she's sort of blowing up right now. And it's like, Oh, it's just cause it's easy. You know, it's, she's in their, their pod network. So, right. And she likes them and stuff. And, and they don't have to appear thirsty to get her on their show. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> It's like, oh my God, you guys are in show business. Like you are thirsty. Like that's what you are. Yep. You know you are. So oh, it's so frustrating. Anyway, <laughs> I was really annoyed by that. Like, oh, we wish we could have gotten her. And it's like, you didn't even, you didn't even try. You didn't try. You, didn't try. Yep. you actively didn't try. <laughs> I saw Lizzo. Uh, I watched her appearance on The Daily Show. Um, by the way, she would like to wrap herself around Trevor Noah. Oh, Let I'm me tell sure. you more. <laughs> The flirt was strong, <laughs> but she said such a cool thing because everybody's been talking about how her like uh, radical body positivity. Mm-hmm. And she was like, yeah, I'm not really into the idea of body positivity because that leads you to think that body negativity is the standard right? that yeah. we have to talk about body positivity. And it's just yeah. my body. It's just who I am. I'm like, God damn, that is a good thought. I just love yep. her. That's true. I've thought about that before. Like when you say body positivity, what you're saying is that's a fat person who isn't ashamed of themselves. Yes. Yeah. And it's, you don't say that about a supermodel, you know, it's like coded. It almost seems like coded language to me. Yeah. Yep. It's how, it's how we can, I don't know, call out the thing without calling out Mm -hmm. the thing. Yeah. Look, there's a fat person we like. Like, can't she just be into herself? Like she's amazing and she knows it. Uh (laughs) Yeah. It's like, it's like, I've mentioned this before, but when Luke is like, they were not conventionally attractive. Ew. I hate it when you <laughs> said that. He a whole that. thing. He talked once forever about how Elizabeth Moss isn't conventionally yeah. attractive, but she still has a big career. And I was like, be quiet. Oh, no. Just stop. It's because her like nose is slightly bigger than like a perky nose. Yep. And it's like, right. what are you talking about? She is a, con- she is a very attractive woman who is very mm-hmm. successful. We're not wondering why okay. John Goodman has a career. No. <laughs> no. Tony Soprano, what's his face? R.I.P. Yeah. Oh, James Candelfini. Yeah. Yep. Yep. He was, you know, we're never wondering about that. Danny but- DeVito. Nope. Gosh. <laughs> he must have got slid by on his looks. And the fact that you can put him in your pocket. <laughs> Just tote him there. You can carry him in your backpack. Yeah. Speaking of which. <laughs> Good one. In our new segment, Modern Romance. <laughs> I think it was Wednesday night. Yes. Wednesday night. Luke and Andrew had a date night. Adorable. <laughs> Where they went for Thai food. And then they walked along the banks of the Mississippi River. They went uh, out across into Raspberry Island. I've never been there. I don't actually hang around in St. Paul very much, but they walked and talked about the future. <laughs> and then they decided to take some bridge or stairs or something back. And Andrew started having a panic attack because 
it seemed like it was like a graded uh, stairs so he could look down and see the river as he was climbing and he started, you know, his fear of heights uh, kind of took over. And then they figured out that the sign that said, you know, walkway closed, do not enter that they had previously passed actually did mean it. Uh, but it wasn't something that they could just walk by. They actually had to army crawl underneath the road closed sign to get out. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, uh, that's a Luke thing. Uh, but, you know, one of the reasons they did it, I think, is because Luke was keeping an eye on Andrew and knew that his fear levels were very yeah. close to critical. And so he needed to not make Andrew go all the way back down those stairs and across. So I thought that was actually quite sweet of him to look out for Andrew. Let me read Linda's uh, throw your phone. She says, actually, it's a hug your phone. Luke and Andrew's happy date night shenanigans make me feel so warm and happy inside. I wish it was on film. Very Tom Hanks, Luke, Meg Ryan, Andrew-ish. I'd wander (laughs) down to the theater to see that movie. (laughs) Do we think that? That that's correct casting? That Luke would be Tom Hanks? Or would Luke be Meg Ryan? Oh. No, that's right. That I think that's right. Andrew would be Meg Ryan uh, because the other interesting thing that stood out about this discussion is that Andrew uh, left his backpack yes. at the Thai right. restaurant that they had gone to. And so when he got back to his hotel room, uh, he started thinking about, you know, doing whatever he was going to do. And he was like, where's my backpack? Where's my backpack? Which is one of the universally worst feelings you can ever have. Uh, But it all worked out. He called the Thai restaurant and they were like, yeah, we have your backpack. And he ran back and got it. But what I learned from this is that it's a backpack that's actually a purse. It's a purse. Andrew Andrew carries a purse. And I want to make very clear that this is not a judgment for Andrew. It's not a judgment for Andrew having a purse it's just i thought it was really interesting that the lengths men have to go to to maintain their masculinity yes and not acknowledge that they're carrying a purse around yeah man bag is about as close as it gets right yeah he has so much shit (laughs) in that thing well he's got yeah i mean he's got what cough drops and tissues and stuff those are purse (laughs) items he's got a purse yeah it just goes on your back exactly I'm sure he has, you know, his wallet and uh, pens and his keys, everything that goes into a woman's purse. Yeah. Plus, like, his Uno Phase 10 and <laughs> his probably equipment. A- I mean, my question is, why is he hauling <laughs> that stuff around? I don't know. J-I-C. Uh, you know, I always, like, this is why toxic masculinity is bad for everybody, not just, like, women. Because, well, first of all, he has to pretend like he's you know, not carrying a purse around when he actually is. But I've always wondered, what do men do with all the shit you're supposed to carry around? I mean, maybe they just don't carry it around, but pockets are not sufficient for both keys and a wallet sometimes. I mean... Well, why? how could you not, like, have a little teeny package of Kleenex? Yeah. You're just going to blow your nose on your sleeve? <laughs> Especially Andrew, who's, like, pouring, yeah. like, liquid right. from every <laughs> part of his face. <laughs> Throwing tissues all over the studio. <laughs> yeah, I mean, briefcase, I guess. I guess. I guess. But you don't carry it around. Every- yeah. I mean, uh, messenger bag? There's a lot of guys that carry a messenger right. bag around. That's true. That's true. Yeah. And the funny thing is, there are purses that look like little backpacks yes. now. Yes. So it's yeah. like, it's come full circle. I mean, I fully have to, I always thought purses were annoying because I don't like carrying stuff, you know, just on one shoulder because it slips. But I am a cross bag I guess messenger style because you can walk and your hands are, you know, free, free and stuff. Yep. That's, that's how I work. But yeah, I, I don't know how you do it. Otherwise, I don't know how you carry all the shit that you need to carry. I have a huge, with. I'm kind of notorious for having enormous bags. And I, cause I just, I, I'm like, okay, I'm going to weed through this and just take out everything that I don't need. And every item in there, I'm like, yeah, I need that. I need that. I need, that. <laughs> I need four pens. I need seven chapsticks. I just do. I can't get rid of any of it. So I have a huge, I actually have an Everlane bag, the leather tote bag. I love it. I've had it for about two years and it still looks great. And it carries, I've got a purse organizer in there and I've got my wallet on one side and my makeup bag on the other and the purse organizer in the middle. And it's fantastic. And when that wears out, I'm getting another one. (laughs) We could do a sponsorship. Come on. 
Yeah, hit us up. <laughs> I would I would happily model my choices on a website. <laughs> Other people. <laughs> no, absolutely not. But you could sponsor us. Oh, yeah. One thing that I really like, this is a little bit sideways to this topic, but there's a, a woman that I work with who always carries a big tote into every meeting. And I asked her about it once and she says, oh, this is my meeting in a bag. She's like, I got so tired of trying to carry around my laptop and, you know, the mouse, if you're bringing that and all the papers and whatever. I just decided I'm going to have a meeting in a bag. And it's my bag that has everything that I could conceivably need. And I just carry it around with me. I just grab it and go. And I was like, that is so smart. That's really smart. That's really smart. If I had more meetings... I would adopt it. I mean, I hate meetings, so Ugh. I wouldn't ever do that. But uh, but that is, for somebody who has to frequent them, that's a really good idea. I only like meetings because it gets me out of the cubicle. Yeah. Man, I would stay in my office all day long. I would I would never <laughs> take a meeting again if it was up to me. We can just email. Just send me an email. It's fine. <laughs> it also, it gives me a feeling being invited to a meeting like I actually matter. Again. Yeah. You know, I know that I felt that way at first when I first started my job. I was like, oh, I'm professional. And now I'm like, Ugh. <laughs> I hate it. There was one time when I was working at my desk and all of a sudden I became aware that it was extremely quiet. And I looked around and there was nobody else there. And I was Ooh. like, oh, my God, what happened? It turned out there was like an all department meeting and they just forgot to put me on the invite. Ooh. Uh, and nobody and was I, like, hey, Anne, you coming? I, Come on, I guys. felt so hurt. I was like, well, I guess how I know, I know how I rank in this organization. Yeah, that sucks. And my boss, my boss apologized. She was like, I'm so sorry. I just somehow, I missed your name. And I was like, yeah, whatever. I'm going to go sulk for a Ouch. while. Fine. Be that way. See if I ever bake a cake for you guys again. <laughs> yeah. See, you should not get on Anne's bad side here. <laughs> Seriously. It's dumb. Well, let's talk about a few TBTL friendos. We can't let the week go by without talking about the 10 event. I mean, <laughs> technically it was sort of an event. And I mean, a, a very loosely planned event. <laughs> At lightly, the Ran- <laughs> the, the Ranham Bowling Alley. Uh, I think they spent more time debating over what it was called than yes. actually <laughs> yeah. making yep. sure that the event happened. Uh, there was a lot of consternation about whether the bowling alley would be big enough or not, because it is yeah. just a small one that's underneath the Nook restaurant. If they were going to have to uh, reserve lanes in advance, Luke really didn't want to have to... Uh, pay for the lanes because he didn't want to have to ask <laughs> tens to reimburse him. And I was God. like, really? You can't even get a little bit of money from APM? <laughs> APM would have come. They would have done this at the event while yes. they're in town. Come on. Exactly. If they would have asked APM, they probably would have sponsored. I, I 100% think they would have. You know, I mean, it's a work event. A bit of money. Yeah. Yes. If they had done more than sort of half-heartedly promote it for a week and then talk about how they didn't want more than 30 people to come, (laughs) otherwise that would be too many people. (laughs) Oh, terrible. But setting up a Facebook invite is out of the question. Absolutely. So we didn't get the exact totals on there, but from what Luke said, it was a lightly attended Mm -hmm. event. Um, and they had a great time and Luke did really appreciate the chance to get to talk to some people in, in a little more depth without getting pulled in 60 directions by 60 different people at once, once. So they had a good time. Uh, that was, oh yeah, there was a whole long thing about that's why he ordered another pizza. I think that was the second pizza that week that he ordered when he got back to the hotel room. Weird. (laughs) Because he didn't feel like he ate that much at the bowling alley because bowling alley foods are not actually compatible with bowling. Oh, yeah. They're too greasy. And then your fingers get all dirty. That conversation grossed me out, by the way. Me too. That was disgusting. I've been bowling a bunch, but I've never, I don't think I've ever had that experience. Uh Uh-uh. Yuck. Mm. Yeah. I I thought you were more supposed to drink at the bowling alley. Yeah. I don't know if I've usually eat. 
Actually, here. weirdly, there's a there's a place there's a bowling alley in Austin, not the one that we frequent, but there's one that's up north that is known for their cheese enchiladas, which they are good, but it is weird. Like I don't go bowling and think about eating cheese enchiladas. I mean that that is not a handheld. Food no, that's a sit or, down know. with a fork and knife kind of thing. <laughs> yes, exactly. I don't yes. know, and I think maybe it's a little bit how you were raised, what environment mm. it was, because when my parents took us bowling growing up. There was no question that we were going to get any food or drinks that no. Yeah. They right. paid for the lanes. They paid for the shoes. And usually we, you know, got the lane for an hour and we bowled and then we went home. And yeah. even if we had like bowling birthday parties, you came home and had pizza and cake afterwards. We didn't eat at the bowling alley. So now that I think of it, I think weird. our bowling alley had free popcorn. I think that's probably why they took us Ooh. there because you could fill up <laughs> a couple kids on some popcorn pretty quick. For sure. Yeah, you could. <laughs> I'm always good for about one game of bowling, and then my forearm starts to hurt. I get a thumb ache from bowling, which tells me I'm doing it wrong, but I don't care <laughs> I enough like, to fix it. I like, like to play a game, and then I like want to play two more rounds, and then I'm like, I don't want to play a full game, though. Like, a two, yes. ga- two full games is too much bowling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, somebody, This I don't know why I think about this, somebody was talking about like a Subway sandwich. Like, you want... There's like a six inch and a twelve inch, right? I don't. I want more than a six inch, but a twelve inch is. I like need nine. (laughs) (laughs) Say it. Say it. Stop right there. (laughs) Ah, fine. We're gonna have to a nine inch sub. There we go. (laughs) That's good. So, do you think that maybe we could come up with like a a twelve frame bowling game? I think that's good. I think that's what we Mm. should do. There's no reason it has to be 10. No, that's no. just how we can adjust the score. We're not in the PBA. What are we doing? We're not like, we're not in a league. Right? Like, I can play as many as I want. With those elite athletes. <laughs> <laughs> I always wondered about the PBA. You know, it would be on Saturday afternoon after cartoons. You knew cartoons were over when they started playing bowling. You're like, ugh. But I don't understand because there's no, every single person either bowls a strike or a spare every single time. Like I don't, there's at some point you can't get any better. Yeah, It's I not guess fun just, to watch bowling. I don't no, think. No, no. Unless, uh-huh. unless it's set to a musical number, let's <laughs> bowl tonight. True. That's the only time that it's interesting to watch. All right. Uh, more on the TBTL friendos. This came on Friday's show. Uh, we had a visit from Nora McInerney. Uh, who is still has 97% more listeners than GBTL, <laughs> as Luke was quick to mention. I don't actually remember what they talked about with Nora. Yeah. They talked about how she's jealous of everyone. She compares herself to everyone, and she's trying not to do that. But she, I, and they did talk about how she's sort of blowing up a little bit. You know, she has a TED Talk, which I don't really watch TED Talks, so I haven't watched it. She was on another podcast I listened to, which I was like, it was it was weird again because it's like I or, so see I don't listen to terrible things for asking because I just don't but um I heard her on um call your girlfriend and it was like wait what these like you know she's my TBGL friend right. not, uh-huh. you know what's she not doing my call there? your girlfriend friend mm-hmm. yeah but yeah she really I mean across the board I she puts in the effort you know right. and she's she she's she, smart and she has a producer yeah yes <laughs> what. <laughs> what is that? I, I also like that she's very, um, you know, she has all, you know, a whole slew of kids also. And she, like, her husband does a lot of stuff and she doesn't feel bad about it. You know, she's going right. to siphon it off to him because she's the one that's like in the limelight right now. And she's going to, you know, she has a lot on her plate. And so her husband does all the cooking and the cleaning and stuff. And she'll kind of acknowledge that she's like, whatever, it's just not my thing. But uh, I don't know. I think it's cool. And it's sort of revolutionary in a way. And she's such a fun personality yeah. mm-hmm. that she brings a lot of sparkle to yeah. whatever show that she's on. I guess thinking back on it, they did talk about, was in the Washington Post, an article oh, yeah. about from the guy who said that podcasts are terrible. Oh, and they're yeah, ruining yeah, yeah. the music industry somehow. <laughs> Right, because people are being forced to listen to podcasts, or because podcasts, podcasts are, are taking up the space. Yeah, they're hogging that all the venues. Music used to 
Yeah. <laughs> I did think that they were right about the guy was just like, I don't like podcasts, but it's cool if you guys do. I mean, it was yeah. not a full-throated uh, argument against podcasts. And the thing that is that they said, which is so right, most people don't listen to podcasts. Right. Like, nope. I would say when I tell somebody I'm on a podcast, they're like, oh, what? I mean, they have a vague awareness. Oh, like cereal? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's like the, as in-depth as... There are so many podcasts, but most people just don't listen to them. They listen to music. Like, my Gen Z niece does not listen to podcasts, unless I send her one to listen to. She just, Mm -hmm. that's not, she's, you know, almost 19. She doesn't listen to podcasts. She listens to music. Or she watches YouTube or whatever. Mm And and this guy also, it was something that he said made me think that he has a pretty narrow listening range to podcasts, because he said something about how you know you have to listen to them and and get smarter and i was like i listen to tons of podcasts that don't make me smarter yeah. uh tbtl hello <laughs> no, seriously. there are tons that are just for fun or companionship or something it's it's yeah. like he the only ones he's listened to are you know radio lab and yeah. invisibilia right. and all those you know public radio style podcasts yeah. and and that's the knowledge base that he's working from they're not all high-minded let me tell you <laughs> no, no 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 i mean if anything i would think that podcasts are taking away from reading yeah for pleasure right. yeah because yeah. i read a lot less now that i listen to a large selection of podcasts it's true i yep. i totally agree and i have to sort of make myself put it down and read a book or i listen to an audible at this point at this point mm-hmm. which is sort of pitiful but um but no I totally agree and I'll listen to music when I feel like listening to music you know I, sometimes I just like to listen to people talk and that's mm-hmm. my per- and I do think it's a personality type of people who like you I know some people who can't really listen to podcasts and they can't especially can't do it while they're working or something I can I just can listen to people talk while I'm working it's not a big deal for me but there are a lot of people that can just listen to music or you know whatever mm-hmm. I agree it's, I just, I've always been a person. I think I listened to talk radio before yep. there yep. were podcasts Yeah, and talk radio. That's gross because there's only a few options and you get what you get. And podcasts just allow you to uh, choose things that you actually enjoy listening to rather than the local um, Cairo type station <laughs> where they talk about traffic and weather for 75% of the time. Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I know I've caught myself a couple of times, like I'll have something in my podcast cue and I'm like okay I have to listen to this it's in my and I'm like wait this is a choice I don't have to listen to this delete like I have to delete this (laughs) I do not feel I can't and I really do love fresh air but like there will be something that she has on I'm like oh I feel like I have to listen to this you don't I don't have to listen to to every single one (laughs) I don't have to listen to this Terry I don't have to listen to this (laughs) stop telling me make me Terry Terry, gross Well, that's the end of our TBTL topics for the week. It yeah. was kind of thin, yeah, it wasn't was. it? Yeah, I mean, they bitched a lot about meetings. Oh, that's they true. had to go to like three meetings. They had to go to meetings. They were late uh. to like three meetings. <laughs> yeah, only three. What was the deal with the half meeting? They kept bitching about the half meeting, and I was like, "Do you mean a meeting that's only a half hour?" Or <laughs> what are we talking about here? Uh, who knows? I don't know. I suppose when you just work from home all the time and you're kind of a little island unto yourself, the idea that you have to go and talk to other people about what you're doing might be a little weird. And like people are trying to help you and stuff and you're like, oh, why? (laughs) We have to go to talk to the people in marketing about how we can get our show be more popular. (sighs) (laughs) It reminds me of, have y'all ever seen uh, Wet Hot American Summer? Oh, Yes. Okay, there's the part, the scene that, well, this reminds me of my children, but also Luke and Andrew, where Paul Rudd, like, is eating, and he just, like, throws his food oh, off yeah. the table, like, I'm done, and she's, like, and Janine Garofalo is, like, pick it up, and he's, like, ugh, and that He, like, drags so- his body, like, it weighs 4,000 pounds. <laughs> it's, like, you made this mess, clean it up. That's Luke and Andrew yep. going to meetings. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let's do some final thoughts. I had 
I mean, probably not just one, but there was one moment in the week that actually made me laugh out loud and remember to write this down when they were talking about the Ranham bowling alley in the basement. And Andrew said, quote, we like our bowling alleys like we like our women. And Luke immediately said, underground and with limited cell service. That was really <laughs> was funny. And I was like, dark. That is funny. It is really funny. It was really, that was a good one. Um, what's the must listen? I just put a question mark. Is it Friday with Nora? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I like, I like a visitor to TBTL. I was thinking about it and I just like when a friend comes in and I don't know, livens it up a little bit, but you know, we've talked about this, a friend that like, we don't have to explain what TBTL is. It's just, right. just like a friend, yeah. you know, if Andy came on or it, come here, Kev, like it doesn't matter. I just like a third person to break it up a little bit. Um, and I thought that was, it was, it's fun with Nora because it livens it mm-hmm. up. I especially love it when it's a lady guest just because, yes. Oh, yeah. You know, their male guests are great too. I just, it's nice change of pace. Yes. Mm-hmm. Slightly different. Yeah. Yeah. The rest of the re- the week was really heavy on Minnesota noise. <laughs> we had to get it in. <laughs> Sorry, listener Dan. <laughs> listener Dan was not crazy about Minnesota noise, <laughs> nor was I. No. no. It's- <laughs> Well, and the long, long, drawn-out discussion about where noise comes from. I'm like, oh, my God. I, <laughs> like, what What? What response is there? No. <laughs> Guys, you're 43 or whatever, just about. Yeah, calm down. <laughs> All right. Should we do some housekeeping? Do it. All right. Housekeeping? I can't do don't it. Don't bother. It. It's okay. It's okay. You don't have to. <laughs> no one has to, really. Bo- <laughs> Mike, Remember, it, yes. we established it could be a male housekeeper. Housekeeping. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's like a stolen teen. Housekeeping. Okay. <clears throat> Buy stuff from us. Get some merch at littleredbandwagon.com. Um, the archive project is still going, but, you know, slowly. We need to. It I is probably, what it is. It, yeah, it, it's still there. So if you want to get involved, please get involved. Buy stuff. Buy stuff from Amazon with us at littleredbandwagon.com/slash/amazon. And actually, like y'all said, if you want to do littleredbandwagon.com/slash/ama, uh, keep asking us questions. I, again, like I'm, I love to answer questions. I'm an open book for the most part. So come on, ask them. We'll do something. Mm-hmm. Um, earbuds and earworms. The previous one was uh, headbanging mm-hmm. songs. Uh, I'm sure she'll post a new one soon, but that is it for right now. Um, and with that, Anne, tell us how to get involved. If you'd like to get involved, go to littleredbandwagon.com. You can send us a throw your phone or a hug your phone, as always. Always welcome. Let's be positive at throwyourphone.com. Positive and negative. It's a spice of life. You can come visit us on Facebook. You can tweet us at LRB Podcast. Email us at littleredbandwagon at gmail.com. Voicemail, text at 802-432-TBTL. That's 802-432-8285. And fax Bobby your butt at 617-354-8585. One, three. The last set of butts we got. That was a week <laughs> of entertainment for us. So guys. much speculation. <laughs> set of butts. It was a set. And with that, Meredith, why don't you get us out of here? Until next time, this is the next party. We love you, Jen. You're the best. Come back. Nailed it. Right under the wire, too. Yeah. So you can go to your toit. I know. (laughs) You can go to your tightly scheduled brunch.